Hey, it's Raven and Tara, and you're listening to God, I Got Questions. Hey guys, welcome back to God, I've Got Questions. This is Tara and Raven. Hey ya. Welcome to episode two of season three. Is that what we're calling this? Mm-hmm. So last um, last episode, we were doing a recap of where we've been, how the world has been. I apologize for that learned 30 minutes, but I had a reason for it. Hopefully you got something out of it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. It was a good story. And you had to tell all of the intricate details in order for it to make sense. Like you had to give them the full view of it. Um, so last episode, we were talking about Gideon and his story. And we were basing it on the sermon that Holly Furtick of Elevation Church was giving but we kept saying that Gideon kept coming up for us. And even with that, that particular sermon, I, in the middle of my work day, because one of my goals, I've been watching a lot of TV since I've Same. been at home. I <laughs> like, think everybody has. Working at home is great, but Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, random, ooh, watch this. I've watched everything. And so on my work days and even in the background, like something is always on. I have been watched every, binged watch a lot of stuff. And it's been amazing. But one of the things that I said during the fast that I wanted to focus on was doing less of that and listening to something that was more creative or functional or spiritual. Didn't matter which one it was, but I just needed to mix it up instead of just watching mindless TV. So I've started listening to podcasts. I started trying to listen to more sermons throughout the week. And um, one day this week I had, I pulled up YouTube because that's usually where I get my sermons from. And I saw that Holly Furtick was on there and I hadn't listened to her a while and I, I genuinely connect to her whenever she speaks and so I actually played that one in the background and I didn't really listen to it a lot because I'm that person if it takes an hour sermon it takes me like an hour and 45 minutes to listen to it three hours <laughs> pretty much because I, I pause it and I rewind and I write down a lot of stuff and I'm I'm not that person who can have a, um, a Bible verse that the pastor is giving and just write that down and go back and reference it later. No, I don't want to do any research when I'm looking back over them again. So I write down the entire verse when I'm taking notes, which it's good, but it's also annoying in that it takes me forever. So anyway, this was in the background. I say all that to say that I wasn't in tune with it as much as I wanted to be or want or would need to be for me to remember it. But there was a lot of things in that that kind of stuck out to me. And during a conversation that Raven and I were having, I was like, ooh, I'm going to send you this. Let me find you this. Because she said something and it triggered something that I heard in that. And I was just like, you check that out. We were talking about, we were talking about getting in before because like Tara had mentioned before on the end of the last episode is that although we're talking about Holly, Holly Furtick's sermon um, from their church anniversary, the first place that we got Gideon referenced this year um, was in from Pastor Mike Todd of Transformation Church in his series called Anchored. Um, and so we were listening. I'd heard that. I'd heard the Judges 26 um, through that sermon. Right. And I was telling Tara, like, throughout the fast, I have been praying for God to give me confirmation on some specific things. And I was like, I'm going to do like Gideon did. And Gideon said, Lord, I know you already told me what you want me to do. But if you really want me to do this, because this is my life we're putting on the line, I'm going to need you. Yes, I'm going to need you to do these things. <laughs> and so the example that Gideon gives or the, the confirmation Gideon asked for is very tangible. So 
Gideon says to God, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to go get the sweatshirt. And I'm going to put the sweatshirt outside. The sweatshirt. If the sweatshirt, if you really want me to do this, let the sweatshirt be dripping wet and the ground be dry when I pick it up in the morning. Fast forward, next morning, he goes out. The sweatshirt was so wet that he was able to uh, wring it out and get bells of water out of it, right? So he was like, okay, so it's me again. Hey, guy, me. Yep, we talked about this yesterday. But one more. I just, because we talked about my life. I'm about to die about this. Um, I could die. Like, if this ain't what you tell, you're telling me to do, I don't want to die if this ain't it. And so he says, now, this time, I'm going to put the same sweatshirt outside. I'm going to put a different sweatshirt outside. Put sweatshirt outside. This time, let the sweatshirt be dry, mm-hmm. but let the ground around it be wet. And so next morning he wakes up and that's exactly what happened. And so I was telling Terry, I was like, I, I need that type of confirmation when I want to do something. Um, I, I said this year that I didn't want to do anything that God wasn't involved in and that God did not get permission for, from anything from, um, job to, um, going out with somebody or speaking to somebody about something. I wanted God to say, yep. This is permissible or yes, this is what you're supposed to do. And while you're doing it, do this too. Like I wanted it to be that clear to me. So when we started the fast, a part of it was like, I didn't feel like I was hearing God. Um, and this, this still comes all back together, but, um, I didn't feel like I was hearing God the way that I wanted to hear God or that I could discern his voice. Um, and so when we were talking, I was like, I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to say, hey, God, send me flashing lights. I need, I know we say flashing lights all the time, but I, I'm talking about like, I need it to be, yeah, Tara's over here. Sorry, her, like, I had uh, Kanye in my head, flashing lights. <laughs> um, I need to give, I need you to give me flashing lights confirmation. I need you to give me the Gideon confirmation is what I'm going to start saying. Oh, and we were on the phone and you saw a flashing light. I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> talking about it okay sorry so (laughs) same conversation that we are on the phone um I was sitting in the chair that I always sit in um and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Tara and I said what's that outside and I mean I'm so distracted but Tara's talking I was like I'm sorry something's going on outside and so I was like what is that light and not even realizing like six minutes ago that I had said, God, I need to send you, I need you to send me flashing lights. I was like, there's a light outside that's blinking. I ain't never seen this light before. What is that? What are they doing? And so I go look out and there's literally a light pole that I have, not a light pole. It's like a uh, rechargeable light. That's like a solar light. I ain't never seen a solar light before. I can't even picture it. You said solar I'm light. Sure I'm thinking of the ones that's on the roof with the little flat panels and the little. No, that's solar panel. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I got in my head. Um, and so, um, yeah, the light starts flashing and blinking. I was like, Tara, there's a flashing light. It, did I say red? Did I? She was like, no, you didn't say red. I was like, well, it's a flashing light outside of my window that ain't never been here before. So just to say, God doesn't mind us questioning. He wants you to get confirmation. I, and God will give confirmation. And yes, if it's did. like the Bible, like we live our lives out like the Bible, then he will give you confirmation more than once. Are you sure? Sure. But don't go and ask for confirmation and still not do it. Just, you know. But you know what's also <laughs> so 
comical about God. He has personality out this world and I love him for that. And at the same time, it'd be rolling my eyes like, oh yeah, really? Because there's times where he'll send you something and you can be in complete denial. Um, I won't say specifically on this podcast what it was, but there were one of, one of the things that God spoken to me and I was like, you want me to do what? That's not even my stilo. That doesn't match my personality. I don't like to do blah, blah, blah. All these things are associated with these things that he told me to do. And during the fast, it was hard for me to sleep. Like I kept asking God to speak to me, speak to oh, me. And, and in retrospect, like it makes sense why that was. Um, I've never been that person where God speaks to me while I'm sleeping. Like that that's just not me. My memory is kind of crazy. I like to write things down. But there was just one morning where I woke up. I can't remember if it was one of those mornings where it was like 2 a.m., 4 a.m. I already get up early. I wake up at 6 o'clock to 6.30 to start my day. But I remember waking up and I wrote it down. I opened up my um, I opened up my calendar and I wrote it on a sticky. Writing on a sticky means that for me it's it's not permanent because again I write everything down because I want to know it. I want to know what day that it happened and I wrote down this thing that he told me I needed to do, and I closed my book and went back to sleep. Like I'm not doing that. Whatever. <laughs> that wasn't me. Clearly that was or that wasn't God. Clearly that was me. And. It's, Speaking of confirmation, the things that you don't even ask him for confirmation for, but he's trying to like whisper in your ear to tell you this is how you need to go. And when I'm asking for certain things, like show me this, show me that, give me, um, give me your perspective of what's supposed to happen. When he answers and it's not what you want to hear, it doesn't mean he's going to change it just because you dismiss it or because you think you're unqualified or just because you don't think it suits your personality. Like I gave 10 different excuses as to why I'm not going to do this thing that he showed me. And I'm not even going to lie at this point. I'm still like a little standoffish. I'll get there. Like I'm praying about it. But it circled back around because he will always send you confirmation. It came in another form. It came through another person. And then it came a third time. And I was just like, you know what? Okay, let me let me write this out because this is clearly where, you, where you're trying to take me, even though I'm not trying to go there. But whatever, he will always send you confirmation. And he doesn't mind you asking questions. He doesn't mind you asking very specific questions and over and over and over. But you do have to get to that point where you've heard it and you have to make moves. Because you cross that line of wanting confirmation and you're starting to tread in disobedience. Oh, gosh. I just stepped on my own toes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when that happens. Whatever. Yeah, disobedience is one of those things. And it's like, you're like, uh, impartial obedience is disobedience. disobedience. Yeah, it's like that half-truth is a lie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, going back to uh, Holly's sermon... When she was talking about getting, she was like, God will give you peace markers, not peacemakers, but peace markers. Oh, and that so, was so good. Right. And so like, uh, if you didn't listen to episode one, you should go back and listen to episode one. When I was talking about my house and all the stuff that I had to go through to get to where I was, God gave me peace markers yeah. through and, during that process that, yes, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. What's a peace marker? So a peace marker is a place where you know that you get confirmation from God and that peace that you feel like that. that yeah. Like you, that's it. Like you like, okay, God, I see you. Oh, and that's interesting because even in Gideon's story, you know how like, um, one of the things that 
he was when the angel showed up he was just like mm, i don't know who this person is like if you're an angel let me let me give a sacrifice to you so he went home and he got whatever animals it was it came back he did that and then the angel was just like bread. poof <laughs> and it like disappeared he's like oh okay like if this is true because even in that part he went back again and he was just like if you really okay i saw yeah. what you did there but if this is truly legit like let me go back get more sacrifices and give it to you and then he asked how to move forward and then he was led to build um the what is it called altar yes mm-hmm. <laughs> see tara speaks tara speaks raven <laughs> raven speaks tara i'm like over here doing sign language um and she got what i was saying and in the place that he built this altar he took down I just asked you how to pronounce this. Bell. Off. Bell. He took down Bell's, um, Bell's altar and he built that, which was a, a huge thing. People were like mad at him. They were just like, hey, who did this? Bring him out. We're going to kill him. Went to his daddy like, oh, your son did it. Send him out now because he's Alice. And he was just like, really? He built this in, on, in honor of God. Are you telling me that you don't honor God and you'd rather serve Bell over And here? if you think Bell is your God, stop fighting his battles for him and you get... Bell to come. If Bell is the guy that you say he is, he can fight his own battles. Let him come and strike him down. Right. And one of the things, um, I, I started that story because it came back when you was talking about the, the peace markers that Holly was speaking on. That's where um, I first was introduced into um, Shalom. Is that the word? Peace? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because in that one, that's when he said he was just like... Um, Shalom is the... Uh, translates into... means peace. Right. And I remember writing that in my Bible and it's just, it's something I, I don't know why I couldn't remember it then, but it's something that I still do now. My brain can do like a thousand suicides, 1800 jumping jacks and like 25 curtsies all at the same time with my thoughts. <laughs> and so sometimes I do have to calm them. I have these different, different um, tools that I use. Sometimes it's writing it out. Sometimes it's, it's, um, doing some of the things that I'm thinking about and a lot of times just to shut it down. That's what I still say to myself. I, I say it out loud and how I remembered another preacher doing it. He was just like, well, when you think about Shalom, the first thing that comes out is the shh. And when you want things to quiet, you say shh. Mm-hmm. So out loud, when things are circling in my head and I can't shut it down, that's what I say. Shalom. And it's nothing but God, how it works. <laughs> and it surprises me every time. Like, you know what? This guy thing is legit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was my tangent. Back back to the peace markers. Yeah. So like God will always give you um, peace markers when you're moving in the right direction just to give you that <sighs> sigh of relief. Like, okay, this is right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the moves that I'm supposed to be making. This is how it's supposed to go. If I have a question, he's going to answer my question. And I'm still going to be making moves. So yes, pray about it, but pray and move. Do both. Faith and works. Do both. Um, And I think a lot of times we take one without the other. Like, and I I am that person. I will pray until I can't pray no more. And and then God would be like, but but what you doing in the meantime? And I feel like it's that new school of we're ready to make moves and we're inquisitive about everything. But I think it's also coupled with that old school religion of when something happened, all people would say is pray pray about about it. it. And I'm not objecting to that whatsoever because prayer literally moves mountains. Mm-hmm. But you also have to ask for some discernment to know when you're supposed to be still and when you're supposed to be moving. Mm-hmm. And it's, I sometimes... And being still feel, is a part of strategy. I oh, would absolutely. say definitely... That in itself is sometimes an action. Mm-hmm. I had to start praying in my prayers, hey, 
this is what I'm concerned about. This is what I want to do, but this, if this isn't what you want me to do, let me know what you want me to do so I can still move. Give me strategy. Because the prep stage of yeah. moving into anything is having a strategy. How do you plan on accomplishing A, B, C, and D? Um, and even if being still, it's a strategy. Each point that you have when you go to goals is that you have a timeline with it. God's going to tell you how long to be still before you have to move. Right. Um, it's not an indefinite be still. It's a be still until this happens. And when this happens, then I need you to do A, B, C, and D. Right. Yeah. But the one, like you said, God is so awesome. Like the fact that he gives you the peace markers, the the things that you can go back to in your life and say, mm, <laughs> in the moment, I didn't know what was going on, but right. I got. And like I said, when we're going back to like my house, when I initially bought my house, my peace marker was the house had my name on it. When, when I was questioning whether it was time to sell and if it was time for me to move at any, <laughs> and come back. You don't call this flooding peace market? Because I wouldn't have done it otherwise. You would have. It might have It would have been slow. Long. Exactly. I would have and slowed it down the process. It might have even been a more painful process. Like, can you imagine that? As much as you went through, as irritated, as frustrated, Ooh. as, as many times as you had to just scream out enough, yeah. like... What if that didn't happen and the alternative was was way worse than that? Because that... Well, at that point, I was like, Lord, if you're going to take it, take the whole house. Burn the whole thing down. Look, I got insurance. Just take it. <laughs> <laughs> we are so, uh, we're so dramatic. Um, Dramatics are always necessary. It's like the entertainment of life. It's like I need to get it out first and then I can come back and be a little bit more logical. But at first, let me do my temper tantrum, which is, well, why you didn't burn the whole thing down? Just burn it down. You know what? When, when that's not really what I mean. In times of me questioning why I'm so dramatic, you know what? I'm not going to... God created this greatness. Like, he made me dramatic and uh, all. That's a catch-22 in some things. Because some things you'd be like, well, God made me this way, so he know my heart. When people want to get an excuse or something, they'd be like, God know my heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what the Bible says about your heart. It said it is a filthy rag. It says that it can't be trusted. <laughs> there you go. Um, And the other thing is, like, when I am trying to hear... Um, Because this is all about trying to, like, hear God's voice, do what he said to do, and be able to get, in the end, the victory that he says that you're going to get. And so, another thing, like, for me, like, I, again, felt like I wasn't hearing God clearly. But then I heard some, some, another sermon that was just like, or maybe it wasn't a sermon, maybe it was an interview. Um, I listen to a lot of stuff. I read a lot. It's, Sometimes they get all convoluted in my head. So I can't give you the exact person who said this. But when you're listening to a sermon, when you're in church, and the reason why you will write notes down is because that's sometimes how God speaks. That's most of the time how God speaks to you. So those thoughts that you're having during the sermon, write all of those down. And he was like, here's the second part of that. When you write it all down, don't read it again that day because it's still not going to hit you. The confirmation or the affirmative of what, whether the thoughts were yours or God's is going to come later. So set a timeline to always go back to read the notes that you wrote on a sermon because something that you wrote in there is going to jump out at you exactly when you need it to. So for me, I started writing down. Oh. Yeah. So like, that's why when you're listening to a sermon <laughs> and you're writing down notes, right? 
it's not you and I, as close as we are, and we're hearing the same thing, we're not going to write down the same notes the exact same way. Right. Because the way the message resonates with you will not be the same way that it resonates with me. We'll have some key points that we're just like, did you hear this? Yeah, that's cool. But those extra notes that you get, that's God speaking to you through the word, which is why you need to go to church. And Holly said that in her in her sermon too. She was like, this is why you need to go to church. <laughs> that's... um. That's interesting that you break that you brought that up and it was so specific in the way that you did it because when I when I am writing things down again, I love writing things down. I and I, write, I absolutely hate I write in two different colors. So if you look at any of my notes and I'm pointing to Raven right now, like my main notes are always gonna be usually in black or blue. She's so organized. And then the rest of my notes, if I wanna highlight something or the thought that I had, like you just said. If I'm listening to something and then a thought comes to me, I write that in a different color too. And then sometimes I do go back and it's just like, I don't know what that means. And even that specific thing that I was mentioning that I wrote down on the sticky, I wrote other things on there and half of it, I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back and decided to actually journal about it, and then it clicked like, that's what that meant? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And then a lot of times it's just like, I know that's God because I wrote that down and I don't remember... I don't remember it writing it down and even going back and looking at it. I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. And it did circle back around at the right time. Like, Oh, that's what that means. So I started oh. putting in reminders to go back and read it. He was like, even if it's, um, if you only wait a week, but wait a week, go back and read what you wrote. Because a lot of times we take notes. Oh, I don't know about other people, but for me, I take notes on sermons. Like I probably have a, I don't know thousands of notes in my phone at this current point of sermons that I've like while I'm in church taking notes in the sermon and I don't know how many times that I haven't gone back and read them and so and read them so one of those things is like if you're going to listen to a sermon and you're taking notes and you want to know what God says to you during that sermon go back and read your notes set a reminder to go back and read your notes and I love that that is one of the things that I'm going to try to... I am so bad about journal. Like, I am not a journal person. As y'all can tell, I'm a talk person. And it's okay. I don't know why you keep beating yourself up because about Because the reason why I keep building myself up about it but is you because started I doing want... an audio journal. Go back to that. Yeah. Um, I am really bad. I, I have great... This, know this about me. <laughs> I have great ideas. If someone would just pay me... For the idea, I'd be a millionaire. I'm telling you, it's some some amazing Bro, that's thing. legit a thing. You need to figure out which great idea you were ready to okay, profit from. Okay, we that. I remember it. That ain't what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was your confirmation that you were asking for a Gideon. Um, um, I have great ideas, but my execution sucks on a lot of things. Um, I'm praying about it. and that, Yeah, I'm praying about it. I'm trying to do better with executing Things that I said. As of now, we sit in this room that I have a full design <laughs> scale in my head for. And I have done two of the 15 things that I need to do. To I feel design like you room. want it all to come together I at do. the same I told, time. Black and white. I'm a black and white person. But it you is, realize this here staircase that you're talking about. If you mm-hmm. take that first step, you I did. I took two one. steps. You see the walls painted. The walls painted in the furniture. And it legit took her like, what, two months to get to it? It didn't take me two months to paint. It took me two months to paint. How long did it take you to paint? Did you no, I about painted painting two in December. Of, I did paint in December though. I just didn't do anything else after that. Mm. All right. Yeah. See. Um. 
Pretty. <laughs> Anyways, execution and doing things. Like, it is one of those things that I'm like, I just haven't finished it. And, like, this room is literally a physical representation of my brain. I have 15,000 things in my head. And so why I keep beating myself up about journaling is because, again, someone else said that if you could, if when your mind starts to get so overloaded, write it down, get it out of your head. And so I've realized that that's a lot of the reason why I probably can't sleep is because I'm not getting all of my thoughts out on paper. And hey, the Bible says, write vision, make plain, put it on tablet so the people can see it. Mm-hmm. So you can pick it up and run with it. So I ain't writing nothing down. It's all in my head. So you're going to start at night when all of these things are running through your heads and you can't sleep instead of reading on your phone or watching TV, you're going to change write that down. to write it down? Yeah, I have a notebook by my bed now. I, I was going to say, early. you want a notebook? I got like 55 of them, 100 of them. I actually have a lot of notebooks and they're all empty. And they're all pretty too, aren't they? <laughs> they I are. love notebooks. <laughs> the perfect notebook is this one. It is spiraled. And then that way you can open it and you can fold it. I'm doing this like y'all can see me, but Raven can see me. And you can fold it in half and it gives you good leverage. And I told Raven, I was so proud Just of myself. Just do the little things that make you happy. <laughs> because I clearly have so this many notebooks. You should see her smiling right now. <laughs> because I'm legit proud of myself. I'm Normally I have like 15, but I got one. She also but came like, in here with 50 bags, but go ahead. Only two. I just have my purse in my bag that has my books in it. Okay, go ahead. You're such a hater. <laughs> I just don't understand how you function with so many different Because in this bag, I have my Bible. I have my, my um, notebook that I was proud of, which from the front half is my journal. And you flip it over, which took me a while to get used to me because my brain was just like, no, she wants a separate give notebook me for a new notebook. You have a lot of them. And I flip it over and then that's my sermon ones. And then I have a calendar because... I like stickers and writing stuff down, and it's pretty. Mm. You want to know what I came in here with? My MacBook and my phone. Because you're such a techie person. That is pretty much it. I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, we digress. So, um, <laughs> all that to say. <laughs> I forgot we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> all that to say. Um, we said do what God told you to do, right? Um, in the last, we've said this before. We've said this on episodes before, is that um, your, the last thing that God told you to do is where your answer is. And I know that's hard just coming from a real place. Like it sounds real (laughs) again, spiritual and churchy, like do what he told you to do. And I know how hard that is. I'm not coming. Neither is Tara coming from a place of... <laughs> By any means. We're doing it. You can do it. You no, do, I am fighting you do every know. step of the way. Here, the podcast is a perfect example that we know God told us to do this. Um, and how we know this is that every time we get done recording, we're like, dang, that was good. Peace, Marvin. Um, mm. Mm. Every, at the end, of, we do it at the end of every episode. We're just like, ooh, that was good. That was a good conversation. Peace, Marvin. Um, that's how we know we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And so I have to think, like, I know God isn't like, okay, he's semi-petty. Sorry, but you are. Um, you just call petty? God is petty in a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> he wants two you episodes do. in a row that we've called him petty. 
Lord forgive us. Jesus flipped the table over. You don't think he played? <laughs> um, in those moments. Um, and so, um, when we weren't doing this, again, sign of disobedience. Like it's hard to continuously ask God for new things when you haven't done right by <laughs> the things. He's giving you. Right. So those that are faithful in the smart things, he can give you bigger things. And so that is the part of trying to do what God says and, and what he told you. And what he told you, ain't, it won't be the same thing that he told us. We're just giving you just like clear real life examples of like real stuff that we're going through and how we take the words that he gives us and apply it to our lives. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. Um, listening to Pastor Todd's um, sermons this year, like I truly bought into what he's preaching on right now. If you haven't watched again, look him up. His name is Pastor Michael Todd from, I want to say Elevation Church. That's not his church. Transformation. Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And every year he has a word that is supposed to be applied to the entire year. And I've listened to these words year after year after year, and none of them really connected with me. Like it just didn't resonate like this one did. Mm -hmm. Like I'm all in his, um, I'm going to spoil it. You can go back and listen to it if you want to, but his word for this year is anchor. I mean, that's the whole series. I said that at the beginning. Oh yeah. But you know what? The first time that I... The first sermon that I watched of his, I wrote his name and wrote his title because I always write the name and title and the date that I watch it on there. And I even wrote the name of it on there. And it wasn't until he got into the sermon and actually said the name, like, oh, I did write that. He's so <laughs> oblivious to things at times. But it's just like that. God is my anchor. He is going to be the foundation of everything that I do. Like Raven said on the last episode, there's not going to be anything that I do this year um, and hopefully going forward that I don't make sure that I prayed about, heard from him and then made moves. And mine is mostly then made moves because I can do really mm-hmm. well sometimes at hearing him, knowing what I'm supposed to do and not make moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that is tying into me this year and during the fast, like two of the um, two of the things that I kept asking God was to restore my childlike faith because as children, Children, like, they're so pure, they're so innocent, especially when it comes to their parents, fearless, Mm -hmm. and they just try. Mm -hmm. It's like their parents speak to them, and because they don't have all the adult experiences that we have, they don't have certain hurts, they don't have those failures, they don't have outside influences. All they have is mommy and daddy told me to do it, and they do. It's that same relationship that we have for God. Mm -hmm. Like he is truly our father. He tells us and he provides for us everything that we have, that everything that we need. And there's not one time in my life that God hasn't given me what I wanted, regardless of me asking for it or regardless of knowing that I actually even needed it. I have no reason not to trust him. Yet, I still try to hold on to this huge amount of control. And as much as I'm not as much of a planner as you are, I'm not as much as an analyzer as you are. And as much as I say that I'm flexible and I can do things at the drop of a dime, it's just like, but can you tell me this about it? Like, I like to be surprised. I like to be like, you know, do this. But it's just like, I want to know some of it. 
And then I have to let my, my past whatever's go. Let my past failures, let my past insecurities, let my past, I don't think I'm qualified for this or there's these people doing this about it. Like when it comes to God telling me stuff, like all of those things come down and I have to quiet all of those in order to truly one, hear him and then act on what he's told me to do. Um, so the building a childlike faith and, um, and restore my vision was the other, the other one that I had on there. And I think he, he has truly done that for me, which I'm super appreciative of. Thank you. Um, the only other thing that I had was, um, in, in Holly's sermon, um, she goes back and she says, um, God usually doesn't call you to do something new. He calls you to do something you're already doing a with bigger. a better attitude, mm -hmm. with a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and God calls you according to your potential. Like not, he, we need to see ourselves the way that God sees you. And, and that's, that's hard to do because like she said, we come into it with like, but you know what I did yesterday? Wait, did you know what I did a year ago? Did you know what I did? Five minutes don't know everything. Like, <laughs> you sure you want me? You sure? You sure, sure? And like, it's a matter of like, God sees us. Yeah. And our potential. And we see us where we are right now. Right. Yeah. And as much as, and, and for me specifically, um, as much as I keep saying I want to see the whole staircase, I don't allow myself to view myself like the whole staircase. I see myself in the moment that I am now and not what's what going up looks like. Right. Just like where I am right now. So some of it seems too big to do. Um, it just seems too much. Yeah. So imagine if he really did show me the whole entire staircase. It was like, hey, let me give you a glimpse into 2050. Right. This is what this is what's going to happen. You would move. And that's the same thing, like, when it comes to Gideon's story. He's asking all these questions or making all these statements about what he's not. And God just, like, dismisses him and says, go with the strength I gave you. Anything that he said, he's just like, okay, go ahead and get it out. You can say 30 minutes worth of stuff. <laughs> it's still going to be the same thing. Cool, I got you. You making moves now or no? Nah? And Gideon's like, no, nah, I got more questions. Cool. He's so patient. And that's the last thing that stuck out to me about um, Holly's sermon was that God is he's patient with you. Like, truly patient. I know there are things from years ago that God showed me, and it scared the living crap out of me. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I have a bad problem with telling God what I'm not going to do. Whew, Tara. Wow. Okay. That's it. Um, and knowing that if we had told our parents the same thing, they would knock us out. Okay. Like, you going to tell me who? You going to say what? Talking back. Yeah, basically. Like, and again, like, my parents never were the ones like I they I'm inquisitive from birth. Like I came out asking questions. She was like, You can always ask me, but you need to ask me. You can ask me in a respectful way, in a way that it, that communicates on both sides that we are trying to get answers and that you're not trying to be smart, Alec. Because I know difference. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, cool. If I know I can ask questions and I keep every time I wanted to ask a question, I'd be like, Respectfully. Mm -hmm. Do I really want answers, or am I just trying to delay doing what he had, what he told me? Mm. And and that is the mm, yeah. So <laughs> in the whole bigger picture with God, like that just hit me in the sense of like 
do I really need answers or am I just trying to delay doing what he told me to do? Right. Yeah. Um, one song that I still truly love, like speaking of patience is on Tasha Cobb's Leonard Leonard, is it Leonard. Leonard Tasha Cobb Leonard's last album. Um, Royalty? Never, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. never gave up. Oh, that song breaks me down every single time. I don't think I've listened to it more than once. What? Go back and listen to it. What's the name of it again? Never gave up. Never gave up. It truly speaks to me because it's saying that regardless, and it's even saying in there, like, show me how you see me. Show me who you think I am. And it's saying how, like, doesn't matter, doesn't matter what I've done, doesn't matter how many times I've rejected, doesn't matter how many times I've failed, doesn't matter how many times I've just done whatever been the human that I am Mm -hmm. he's never ever given up on me that song breaks me down every single time every time like and there's certain songs that just like get you in a place first time I heard you sustain if you it's a worship song by um transformation church and they sang it um in the series of anchor anchored has a about six is it six weeks right now mm-hmm. uh, i think he said he was gonna cap it at six weeks and then he was gonna go into another certain series. is he gonna cap it at six weeks? i don't know because you know sometimes he, gets he started said, and he'll be like 15 deep but he said the next one has about 15 um <laughs> uh, but um in in one of his sermons um i think it was we're going into the deep is that the one that he nope it's not that one it's god still speaks I don't know. Either way, on one of the sermons. No, it was the one before that. It had to be the one going into the deep. Okay. So going into the deep, he, he's given his testimony about his son and how he he knew all the things God had told him and how he was going to bless yeah. the ministry. Um, but his son was regressing at home um, with autism. And so he was like, as he was sitting there, he just kept hearing I got you. I'll sustain you. And that song, when I tell you it hit me, like my lock screen is a lyrics from the song. And part of the lyric says, um, your promises always come true, not Mm -hmm. depending on me, but relying Mm -hmm. on you. Mm -hmm. Your mercies are new every day. So I will trust you. Um, And then I have anchored under it, but it is one of those things. It's like, yeah, your, your promises always come true. Let me stop thinking about me and let me just trust what you said. And if I'm going to trust that you, one line, I'm going to trust you. Not depending on me, but relying on you. Mm-hmm. Because and as so, strong as we are, as much as we know, as fully capable as we are, we're still human. We don't have to just depend on ourselves. And I think we get to the point where we're so independent that. Too independent. Yeah. Because we've had to be. Uh, or sometimes because we've chosen to be. You get to the point of being independent to get something done. You got to do it yourself. And there is someone that always truly has your back. So you're not by yourself or alone. So there's that. Anything else you want to share? No. That's good. All right. Yeah. You got the smile on your face. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no. The smile is good. Yeah, a smile is I am I am good with what we covered. I think it's I think it's good content. Um I love that we're doing this again. When Raven and I finished recording the last episode, like I remember having a smile on my face and just like, man, I miss this. Yeah. 
I mean, we these now just because we weren't recording doesn't mean we right. Have Conversations did not stop. <laughs> we just should have had a microphone every time we had one of these conversations, whether it was within the three trips back and forth between Houston and Atlanta, and just having two-hour conversations in those moments and recording then. Um, one thing that I've learned is I'm going to stop waiting for it to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. And so in the moments, again, if one person listens, if two people listen, then it was for the two people that listened to it. And I am okay with just that. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much, we're happy to be with y'all again. So I tell you to check out our socials, but I don't remember them and I haven't been on social media in forever. So and I probably haven't posted nothing has been posted on there. I think I posted one picture last year. One. The whole year? Like last year, like 2020? Yo, the whole year. Hmm. I said I would do better, but we'll see. I I got nothing over here. I don't know. I mean, I ain't doing it. It is what it is. Anyways, yeah, at some point we'll drop our socials to me, but you can find um, the podcast, God I Got Questions. on Instagram and Facebook. I ain't nothing on it. Well, because we haven't recorded anything. We oh. <laughs> ain't nothing to post when you ain't posting that. <laughs> There's that. All right. I... I'm good. You good? I am complete. <laughs> you want to pray us out? Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to make it through such a great day on your earth. We thank you for breathing the the life of breath inside of us each and every day, Lord. We thank you for everything that we have. We thank you for the shelter that we have. We thank you for the food that we have, Lord. Those who are less fortunate than us, Lord, we pray that you send resources and in the spots where we're actually supposed to be those resources, Lord, allow us to get off of our lazy bums and help out the people who you have called us to be, Lord. Lord, Lord, when we're on this podcast, we ask that you allow Raven and I to speak your word to the people, how you have called us to do it, Lord. We know that our personalities will come out, Lord, but we pray that mostly what people get out of this, Lord, is you speaking through us, God. We thank you for giving us this platform. We pray that we can touch all the people that you have reached us to um, to reach. We pray that anytime there's something in us that is not of you, Lord, that you decrease it in us so you can be increased inside of us, God. We pray for all of those who are still going through things with the different weathers that's happened all over the world, Lord. For those who are homeless and in need, God, we pray that you watch over them in these times where it is pretty chilly outside, God. We thank you for everything that we have. We love you, and we say all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. We're out of 5,000. Talk to y'all in two weeks. Bye. Peace.